Today, we're talking about the recent book, The Tribe of Millionaires, some lessons that were shared in that book, and also what a mastermind is and the five ways to make them great. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Recently, I read The Tribe of Millionaires, recommended by my good buddy, Mark Keene. It's a fictional story that um, mirrors several different real-life situations that actually have occurred, um, but they take it as sort of this parable of a man struggling to save his startup company. He's in this, this financial distress, and a group of men come into his life at this critical moment and reshape how he he thinks of the world, thinks of himself and his contribution in it. And these guys teach him six, um, they call them the secret lessons that most successful and fulfilled people live by. And they are some pretty good lessons. So I'm going to go over them real quick here. Um, Number one was connection effect. Your life will be measured by the quality of your relationships. Very true. We're going to talk about that here today. The purpose effect was number two. Number two, purpose effect. The right people reveal your true source of power. Number three, authenticity effect. Be authentic. Gain trust. Essentially, being real is how you can leverage success and also feel more fulfilled. Number four is the accountability effect. The power of accountability is huge. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Number five, the multiplier effect. And number six, the influence effect. They're all, they are all significant. All of these six effects are significant. But I want to specifically dig into the influence effect. As the saying goes, you are the average of the five people you spend your time with. Look around at those five people, those five people, whoever they are, look at them. It might be family, might be friends, it's probably coworkers, a little bit of everything. Do you like what they're doing? Do you like their lives? And if you do, great, that's fantastic. But if not, you're going to have to adjust. You're going to have to consciously bring people into your life that that help you level up your game. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, but a lot of what the influence effect is, is just being aware of who those five people are. Um, I love when Steve Harvey said, huh, if none of your friends are broke, you will be the 10th. We've got to be aware of the people that we're around because they are dramatically influencing us. And and, and by the way, if you're, if you're a parent and um, you're only with little humans right now, aka kids, you've got to bring in some adults into the picture too. You've got to be conscious about bringing in people that will help you level up your game, help you, help you step up. And here's why this is so important, because if we don't design our peer group, we will use the default peer group. So who is that? Your coworkers or employees, your neighbors, your friends, your Aunt Sarah. Do not ride or die with your default peer group. And at first, we need to get honest about who's actually influencing us. It, it, again, it's the five people you spend your most time with. And I say be honest because a lot of us will say, well, yeah, you know, my my peer group or my friends, I've got I've got my best friend Anne and I can go a year without talking to Anne and then I call her and we pick right up where we left off. How many times have you said that? How many times have you heard people say that? That's not something to brag about. 
call Anne because here's the truth. If it's been a year since you spoke with her, then she's not your peer group. She is not consistently influencing you. You have not selected her. You know, she'll be there. That's that's awesome. But if you want her to be influencing you, you want to be influencing her, you got to pick up the phone. You got to call her. You got to video chat. You got to drive down to her farm. And I'm looking at you. You got to drive down to her farm in California and spend the day with her. Call Anne. Anne's my best friend. And sometimes we got to call Anne and we got to ask her to do a 114 mile bike ride with you because, you know, that seems amazing. Um, thank you for agreeing. And we got to call her because if I don't talk to her for a year, if I don't talk to her for six months, she's no longer influencing me. And I want her, I select her in my peer group. I want her to be a part of my influence effect. And she is, but that is a conscious decision and it ain't always easy. So after you call your friend, whoever that is, whoever your aunt is, after you call them, we're gonna get back to this book, Tribe of Millionaires. It's a super easy read. It's not It's not super cerebral. It's, it's pretty simplified, but um, I, I listened to most of it on Audible while I was uh, doing a walk on New Year's Day. But here's what's at the heart of this book. Connection. Specifically, connecting you to a group of people that demand better of you, that they know and understand you on such a deep level. They know your strengths and they know your weaknesses, your dreams, what trips you up and what makes you fly. And see, the weakness part is so very important because we spend a great deal of time and energy hiding our weaknesses, don't we? But having having a deep connection with a group of people that know them and help you excel anyway is critical. And most of us don't have a place in our lives where we get to do that. And at first, the character in the book, right, Ethan, he gets real uncomfortable with all this vulnerability. In there, he watches several men get up and they, they present this one sheet, which is sort of this, this document, essentially an assessment of their lives, their health, their business, their happiness, their, their, their personal relationships, their business. And I mean, I'm talking actual metrics on these things. There's no hiding and there's no peacocking. And Ethan watches these men present and he's like, hell no, I ain't going to do that. And I I love that part of the book because because I used to I used to be Ethan and it wasn't that long ago. So for me, I was always I was always social and very conversational, very, very outgoing, very gregarious. But I did not do vulnerability. Well, if you remember back on a podcast where I dislocated my knee in Nashville, I talk extensively extensively about the harsh lessons in vulnerability. Um, But there's a happy ending at the end. And that struggle for vulnerability is something that started from when I was a kid where vulnerability was sort of this this currency that could be could be weaponized. So I just decided to not do much of it. In fact, as I as I sit here uh, now speaking with you, I just Googled uh, the word the word stoic. Um, Let me share it here. It's a person who can endure pain or hardship without showing their feelings or complaining. Boy, I definitely uh, resonate with some of that when I was younger. But something changed for me. Not just, I didn't just start sharing my feelings and start complaining, but I mean, showing vulnerability in general. And the thing that changed that for me, um, what was a huge, huge piece of that was was masterminds. I'd been in many groups that were focused on goal setting, you know, specific uh, objectives that we were meeting, but um, they were really this solitary focus, like one objective we were going after, but they weren't sort of kind of the comprehensive look at someone's life and business. And even today, even though I lead several masterminds myself, I'm still a participant in many of these. So I loved, I loved how this book framed out masterminds and 
many of the most successful people that I know are in them. In fact, I would argue that most of the successful people that I know that are actually enjoying the ride of life, they're involved in masterminds. In fact, I just did a a recent interview with um, Cameron Harold episode, what was it? Episode 79. He talked about being in several mastermind groups still, and this is after scaling innumerable businesses, multiple best-selling books after taking charge of his health. After all of that, He still has a group of people he meets with regularly to hold him accountable to something greater. And what the book Tribe of Millionaires is describing is the perfect embodiment of a mastermind. So today we're talking about the importance of masterminds in our lives and business. I'm going to give you five things that make masterminds wildly effective if you are actively seeking the next level of success at something. Everything demands your attention right now. You want to be on your A-game, but you need two of you just to manage your day. But what if I could multiply you? What if I told you there are secrets that top performers are using right now to still get ahead? There are, and I'll give them to you. In my new Four Steps videos, I'll show you how to master distraction, practice prioritization, get the right things done without working more hours. And for now, I'm doing it for free. Your time is priceless right now and you need to take back control of your day and your to-do list. Go to pivot-me.com backslash four steps and you can begin the videos within seconds. We all need more time right now and four steps will give it to you. Yes, you can multiply yourself, and I'll show you how to do it in four steps. So let's start with the basics. What is a mastermind? So ideally, it's a smaller group of people. The smaller, the more intimate, and the more you can kind of dig in with each person. But they're they're meeting regularly, and they have a combination of brainstorming and education and accountability and support to sharpen your skills. Sometimes they're they're business focused. Several of mine are. Others incorporate all focus. Sometimes it's it's personal uh, personal development, health contribution. It can have a variety of different focuses, or frankly, no focus at all. Just the idea is is getting better or getting ahead at some particular objective. And this group, this this team of people that you're doing life with, they're they're pushing you to succeed. They're they're challenging you. They're making you set larger and more significant goals. on On one of my mastermind calls this week, uh, one of one of the gals we were setting our annual and quarterly goals, and one of the gals decided she wanted to double her income. Well, the other person didn't want to present uh, their goals because after you know Lillian just threw down the gauntlet of I'm going to double my income this year, they felt challenged. They felt like you know what I I can do better with this. Now could they have seen it the same income goal? They could have, uh, but they didn't because that's what a mastermind does. The mastermind says you know what I think you can do better than that, and here's why. It's not just calling you out, um, but it's also saying hey you can do you can do this. And they're not there just to say, hey, this isn't good enough. Um, it's brainstorming too. It's, it's hey, I think, I think you could hit a higher target this year and here's why and here's how and here's who I think you need to talk to to make that happen. I mean, it, it can get pretty tactical, but these are wildly successful. And I know the other person took uh, probably about 24 hours. They finally circled back and said, you know what? 
I'm going for it. I'm going for the increase too. Uh, but these are the power. This is the power of having a group of people like this. Uh, masterminds were kind of widely discussed or maybe made famous by Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, so very long ago. Um, and he he made it, he made this uh, this statement about them. No mind is complete by itself. It needs contact and association with other minds to grow and expand. He's talking about borrowing experience, influence, insight, and leveraging them for success. Now, let's talk about the actual structure. As people have asked me before, do they need to be highly organized? Do they need to cost money? In theory, no. It can be a really tight band of people that have come together regularly. However, I have found that almost every time, if they aren't highly structured, if they don't have some kind of financial skin in the game, they don't work well. Remember, people who pay, pay attention. So let's discuss how they actually get results. It's a combination of using, you know, high performance habits, best practices of experts, big business. We stand on the shoulders of giants to get further, faster together. But when people are really focused on directing their lives, they're, they're, they're focused on accelerating growth. This is a way to do it. Rarely do we have a place each week or each month that is laser focused on getting us better. That's the that's the only objective of this team. Number one is for them individually to get better. And number two, for for them to, to help out your teammates to get better. Because in, in places like networking groups, for example, they can serve their purpose. But when you have something like that, and when someone has an agenda, vulnerability goes out the window. Because now you have a dog in the fight. Tim can't openly say he's struggling in his roofing business if he's also trying to get referrals that same day. If James might be headed into a divorce, he's unlikely to discuss that in a group that he is also the CPA for. So no agendas are critical for impactful masterminds. All right, let's get into what makes a great mastermind. Number one, consistency. It's a scheduled, it's a sacred time that does not get moved. I have some that are weekly, some that are monthly, um, another that is quarterly. We manage what we measure. And I found the more frequency, the more effective. Number two, a common overarching goal. Now, does it need to be the exact same goal? It doesn't, not everybody in the group needs to be writing a best-selling book or, or increasing their income, doubling their income, like the example I gave earlier. It doesn't have to be something like that. It can just be that you are all in active pursuit of a goal. Number three, accountability. Show up be seen, hold yourself and others to a standard. If you get off track and have the courage to call out your team when they're off track, there is some tough love that is needed to make them great because we're all going to screw up. There is no perfect execution. You are not German engineering, no perfect execution, just consistent execution. Number four on what makes a mastermind great is vulnerability. The mastermind must be honest about both the joy of achievement and the pain of growth because there is pain, but we need that vulnerability. Again, the no agendas give permission for vulnerability. And number five, no dog in the fight. Again, rarely do we have a place in our life where no one has a dog in the fight. If you're talking about, so earlier we talked a little bit about if you were in a networking group, but let's even talk about personal uh, personal things. So If you're talking about running a marathon to your partner, they might be thinking, ah, that means the alarm's going to go off 
even earlier. You're going to wake me up even earlier. They can't help but think about how your decision, your dream, your ambition is going to influence them. If you're thinking about starting a new business, your current business partner will not be able to separate their own interests from your desires. The truth is, much of our default peer group is heavily invested in keeping us the same. Now, why that is, is a a much longer podcast and for another day. But let me say that again, though the people that love you want what's best for you, usually they rarely can separate their own interest or inconvenience from the matter. So let's put a bow on this. If you're reaching for the next level of success, don't do it alone and don't do it just with your default peer group. Tony Robbins said, your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of your peer group. So let me ask you, what is your peer group expecting from you? Today's book reference was Tribe of Millionaires. What if one choice could change everything? We talked about the importance of masterminds, of having a tight team of people helping you succeed, and the five things that make a mastermind great. Here's the thing. If you want to know more about what makes masterminds so successful, or you'd like to know more about the Pivot Me masterminds that we run each Wednesday, shoot my team an email at info at pivot-me.com. We'll also put the, the link in the show notes too, but masterminds give you the power of networking, connection, vulnerability, and perhaps most important, accountability. Choose your peer group. Choose the team you are doing life with. Don't let it be by default. Is it work? Yeah, it's work, but it's worth it. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.